Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. Today's series is where we're going to start to talk about prayer. All right, prayer. This series is about prayer. So over the next few weeks, and we're being prayerful of how many weeks we're going to go out, but we're going to take our time in this vein because prayer is extremely important. And it, it could, you said prayer. we're going to be prayerful in how many weeks because it's so extensive. Yeah. You literally could be talking about this For a whole year. until the rest of the year, yeah. like until January. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and it, it's one of those things that is so important. And I think there are so many uh, facets to it, but there's also so many areas where it's misunderstood. Uh, there's so many areas where it's underappreciated uh, or overcomplicated, that kind of thing. So we want to talk about prayer. We want to talk about um, what it is. And we kind of touched on it before, you know, about why pray, dealing with God's sovereignty. But we wanted to really just pull back and just talk about it bare bones, very introductory today. And then next week, we'll go into the rest of that that series. So Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace. We thank you for just being God. You're faithful, you're kind, you're gracious, you're merciful. Thank you. And Lord, here we are again, approaching your throne and approaching your presence. We pray, Lord, that you would speak to us today, that you would allow uh, this very important topic to permeate our being so that we can be better communicators with you and in turn hear you better and in turn understand your plan and your will for us and this world better. Lord, bless us this day. Speak through us. We open up our hearts and minds now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the topic of prayer is a very, very um, huge topic, right? And when you think about prayer in its fundamental definition, prayer is communication between God and man. Right. So it's basically us having the opportunity to talk to our creator. Right. And you think about the gravity of that or the the, the how big that is, that you, a finite being um, with a birth date and a death date, are able to communicate with the creator of all things. Taking prayer out of just chit chatting, just understanding the magnitude of what prayer actually is. Um, it's funny, as I was thinking about it and was meditating on our modern day concept of prayer or when we see prayer on a large scale, a lot of times we see prayer on a large scale when it's connected to something that we deem is prayer worthy, like we have a problem or there's a global tragedy or something major happened or we have something that we can't do in our own strength right. that we need supernatural say, some, something help Something you want <laughs> that right. you can't get on your own. Right, right. So thinking about prayer and communicating with God that way, with our list of uh, things that we desire or needs, things like that, we want to challenge that, uh, that understanding and concept of prayer and bring it back to its most elementary stage of simply communicating. Now, if any of us are in a relationship, right? Any of us have a relationship, it doesn't matter, marriage, uh, parent to child, 
whatever. Communication is the foundation of understanding. Communication is the foundation of, of respect, of mutual respect. Communication is the foundation of that relationship being fruitful and bearing fruit, right? So if prayer is our means of communicating with God, then the importance of prayer in many of our lives is possible that it might be understated, right? There's always going to be room to grow in the realm of prayer. And I think that is one of the most important aspects, understanding the magnitude of what you're able to do, where you can communicate with God and God is sovereign and God is omnipotent. Sovereign means he's, he's rules over all. Omnipotent, he's all powerful. Omniscient, he knows everything. Omnipresent, he's everywhere at the same time. Like this is the God that you get to talk to and communicate with through Jesus Christ, right? So if we can just get that in our mind, understanding who God is first, and then allowing our understanding of who he is to redefine what it means to speak to him, what it means to approach him, what it means to communicate with him, I think that is the ground floor of understanding the true power and purpose of prayer and of what we're able to do. So today I wanted to go to one of the passages in the Bible. It's actually Luke chapter 11. And um, as we begin to open this up and unfold this, we want to kind of get into Jesus' whole posture towards prayer and look a little more at what Jesus was saying about what praying is. Okay? Yeah. And I just I just want to add before you delve in, or delve in, um, I think, you know, we overcomplicate, like you said, we overcomplicate prayer, but I think we also sort of attach the efficacy of prayer mm-hmm. to certain people. Yeah. And so there, there's a there's a a tendency to sort of draw away or not having faith in our prayers because we feel like someone else might might be more effective or they might be more powerful in prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I it's our uh, hope and prayer, mm-hmm. prayer, <laughs> that you guys and really all of us will rediscover or discover the power and the authority that we all have, yeah. like across the board. Like we all have the same access point, mm-hmm. the same authority that's there for us to take. Now, whether we take it or not, and that's whether some people uh, embrace that authority is a different story, but we all have the opportunity to be just as effective in prayer. So it's our hope and prayer that through this series, we'll all come to a new realization of the authority that we all have and that we'll embrace it and we'll be able to approach the throne of grace just as boldly as the next person. And that you don't need us to pray, you can pray for yourself Mm -hmm. and have the same outcome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Remember. We have freedom in Christ, and we walk freely in one of the privileges of our liberty and of our freedom that we have in Christ is that we have the ability to approach God's throne. We have the freedom to approach God boldly. Remember Ephesians 3.12, right? In him, which is Christ, and through him in Christ, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. So it's just a matter of us understanding that and receiving that we are free to do that. Right. 
That's beautiful. Luke, the 11th chapter. Starting at the first verse. Mm -hmm. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Okay. So many of us understand and know this prayer, right? This is what they call the Lord's Prayer. And it is a model prayer that most people pray. We've experienced hearing it in, in services and at weddings and funerals. and funerals and communion and all that. This is the model prayer, right? And we thought it would be good for us to kind of hone in on Jesus using this model as a reply to the disciples' desire to learn to pray. Notice, the disciples ask, Lord, teach us to pray, not teach us how to pray. He said, teach us to pray. Hmm. So obviously, the disciples are seeing something that Jesus is doing so frequently that they want to learn to do. Right now, before this, and we kind of talked about it this morning, Jesus is seen stealing away. And the Bible often says, or he goes to the mountain and pray, or he gets up in the morning and goes to pray. Or you see Jesus in constant communication with God. Um, and you see him after the fruit of his communication with God ends up with him doing amazing things. I mean, him being in tune and in line with the needs of people. And his energy seems to be inexhaustible. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so, so there's something that the disciples are seeing that it seems to be the source of Jesus's power, his strength, that he keeps going away and doing something, right? And what we've seen before is the disciples are like, well, teach us to pray like you're praying. Teach us what you're doing because I can see the result of doing what you're doing and we want to do what you're doing. So the, the posture of prayer and the posture mm -hmm. of serving God anyway is Christ is creating a template for us to desire to mimic. Be like Jesus. What would Jesus do? Remember when that was famous, right? And, and that's not, it's more than a tagline. Like walking with the Lord is walking as, as if you are a child in deep admiration of someone and you mimic them, right? You think about our children. When they grow up, they're little babies, little bobbleheads, you know, just living and, and doing their thing. And as they begin to become aware of the world and the dangers and all the other things that, that, that those who are bigger and more uh, aware of the reality than they are, they begin to mimic and copy until it becomes their own, right? So the whole idea of prayer and the whole idea of understanding your need to communicate with the sovereign God is very, very important. And it starts by copying. It started by disciples desiring to pray like they saw Jesus praying. Now let's get into Jesus' mindset, right? An understanding of this prayer is Jesus basically says, when you pray, you have to first understand who you're praying to, right? And, and the thing about prayer that is so powerful is it's more of a mindset 
than anything else. It's more of an inner posture than anything else, right? So Jesus says to them, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I think if we just pause right there and just think about who we're talking to, right? That will help us to align our requests and position ourselves more readily for an assurance that you were heard because you've approached the throne boldly. In the beginning, we talked about um, Christ and none of this is possible. Effective prayer is not possible without a relationship with Christ. You gotta say that, right? Everything surrounds that relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. The freedom to approach a holy God who's seen you through thick and thin, a holy God who's seen you mess up, a holy God who knows your heart, he knows everything about us. In order for us to fully and peacefully and boldly approach God, we must have a relationship with Christ first. And right? that, that's, that's indicated in the first line because yeah. it says, our father. Right. So a father suggests a familial relationship or a familial connection, right? Mm -hmm. And if Jesus also referred to God as his father in heaven, that means there's a connection with us and Jesus. So right. if we don't have that connection with Jesus, we both can't call the same person father. Yeah. So that that it suggests that there has to be that connection with Jesus first and foremost, because you cannot come to the father unless you come through Jesus by way of Jesus. So we cannot refer to him as father unless we've we've first come through the pathway of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So before we even get our minds ready to delve into it's time to pray, and just think about how crazy that is, to pray to a God that you really have not uh, paused to reflect on who you're actually talking to, right? Mm -hmm. But yet God is merciful and he still, you know, hears our prayers. But this part is for us who have been in church and been exposed to God and have a prayer life and have a relationship with the Lord, that we must always put ourselves in a posture of, I can always grow in my communication with God. I can always grow in my approach to God. There's always room for a deeper level of understanding of who he is in order for me to approach him with even more honor. And even in a relationship, like you know, we communicate, we've been together for a long time. Like <laughs> long, we've been together longer than we've been apart. Almost. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So it's very easy when you're with somebody for a long time, it's very easy to take for granted communication. Right? It's very easy. I, I know what they're gonna say already. I know how how <laughs> I know already what this is about. But people don't understand that sometimes we're evolving too, right? And maybe all this time I was just giving you grace when you was communicating to me like that, but you know, I didn't really like it. So keeping those lines of communication and always understanding that there's another depth of learning of each other and learning of me. Like the Lord said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, right? Learning, that's a perpetual learning. That's not like learned. I know God already, I'm good. I know who he is. You can't know a sovereign, incomprehensible God. We don't even scratch the surface, right? So when we approach God, we approach him with a respect and a sobriety, but also with a boldness, keeping in perspective who he is, right? So Jesus says, our father. Right. Relationship with Christ. Who art in heaven? Where are you? You're in heaven. That means you're not on earth. Right. That means your perspective is higher than mine. The Bible says 
God said, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. That as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how far the way I think is different from yours. Now, to give us a brief understanding of what that means, we got to look at our kids. Here we go again, right? Our kids, when they get preteens, teenagers, all of a sudden, they, by osmosis, know everything. They, they know everything. They, you know, uh, there's a level of, 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 of acclimation that they have gotten to society and to the world and their world around them that they feel like, you know, I know a lot. But to a grown-up who has passed the teenage years, their perspective and understanding on life and things like that are a lot more steeped in reality than someone who hasn't paid one bill yet. That's a natural example of what you know, God is saying here, right? And all that you have learned and all the wisdom that you have gotten in your life and all the success that you have in your life and all the things that have happened in your life that you have learned from experience, from ups and downs and from failures, it still does not compare to what God knows. Right. So our father who art in heaven, who art in heaven, he has a heavenly perspective. And it's not just the fact that he's positioned way above the earth in another dimension, but it's also taken into consideration time and space, meaning that this same God who we're praying to is eternal, which means he already knows your future. That means he goes farther than your past and he goes further than your future. So when you are approaching God, there's a level of humility and understanding that, God, you knew where I came from and you know where I'm going to end up. You know where I've been and you know where I'm going. So this whole idea of when we approach God, it's a concept and understanding of awe. Like, okay, first of all, I'm grateful for this opportunity through Christ that I can even have a conversation with you, Lord. I know you know the beginning and the end. You know me inside and out, and you know my future. So when I make a request, it's a request. I'm just going to add, um, it, it also is, again, acknowledging that he's in heaven is also connecting, almost like connecting and creating that access point for God to come from a different realm. Mm -hmm. So being in heaven is not the same realm we're in, right. both physically and figuratively, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when we acknowledge that he's in heaven and we're on earth, we're in two different dimensions, two mm -hmm. different planes, which we're in two different worlds. Yeah. So we're basically at that point of reference, it's two worlds colliding. I'm on earth, you're in heaven. Mm -hmm. We're connecting right now at this point and I'm creating an access point for you to come. I mean, he's the God of the universe. So he Amen. really doesn't need our permission, but because he has created this earth and this realm in the way that he has, he's given man dominion over this part of his creation, the yeah. earth. Mm -hmm. So us praying is creating that access point for him to come from heaven onto earth. So acknowledging again, he's in heaven, mm -hmm. our father in heaven, you're in a different dimension. Yeah. Please come down to my dimension, mm -hmm. my place of dwelling and work. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Amen. So just think about the power that God has given us through Christ, that we can allow God to work through us and move on our hearts, that we can introduce his presence from heaven into our situations on earth. We have to start with an understanding of the posture that we ought to have when we pray.
Mm-hmm. And the posture is not necessarily hands folded together, bowing down on your knees in humble adoration. Right. That visual is actually supposed to reflect what's happening in your heart. Right. So that's supposed to be what is going on in your mind and in your spirit that when you're praying, yes, you got plan A, plan B, plan C. This is what I want to happen. This is what I believe. This is what I need, Lord. This is what I need. But because you're talking to the God of heaven that is above all things that created the heavens and the earth, now you're saying, Lord, this is what I want. Yes, but I'm humbling myself to seek you and to align my will with what you want to do in the earth through me because you gave me dominion over this earth for me to allow you to flow through me for your purpose, right? right? So it's more so of a posture of humility. And it's submission. humble humility. Yeah, like bold humility. Yeah, yeah. And, and submission. And submission. Yeah. And when you bow, that's a sign of submitting to an authority above you. Right. So. Yeah. So if we would say, like, this introduction to prayer, the introduction to prayer is, who is God? And if we understand who God is, then we understand now, what communication and pure, genuine, effective communication with God is because we've kept him where he belongs. So the posture of understanding who God is lies at the heart of effective prayer. Understanding who we are and understanding who God is lies at the heart of effective communication with God. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 oh, and, six, and 6, yeah. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Okay. Prayer at the heart of it is faith in who God is. And because you have faith in who God is, your communication with God expects results because you believe that he exists. You're not going to pray to God if you don't believe he exists. So effective prayer. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So this whole thing at the crux of it is faith. When you pray, we're not just praying because we checked off a box and said, well, I asked God. You're praying because you're knocking on that door, having the faith to believe that I know who you are. You are the God of the heaven and earth. You are my father. You know what we need. You know what we all need. So you have faith and understanding. You are my resource, God. I have no other recourse. And that is the most beautiful place of worship that you can be in. That God gets all this respect from you and honor from you because you understand that God is my source. That's the approach. That's the respect. That's the honor that leads to effective communication with God. So when you're approaching him, when you're setting your mind to get up and ready to pray, you believe that he is. Who is he? He's our father who art in heaven. This is the posture. And that he rewards those who diligently seek him. There goes the persistence again, right? Your persistence is not um, because God is sitting there looking at, okay, you didn't beg me enough. Like God is sitting on the throne like, oh, you didn't, you didn't pray enough. Come on. Higher, higher, louder, louder. I can't hear you. No, no, louder, louder. The persistence is for us. While you're persistent in prayer, you're also surrendering your plan Bs and mm-hmm. Cs and Ds and Es and Fs because we all do that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to pray and ask God to help me. However, 
if he don't come through, I'm going to just do this. Or I'm, I'm going to seek God for this because I, I'm just going to do this because I got a plan already. And I, I know what I'm going to pray. Lord, just make, give me a miracle because, I, you know, it would be easier that way. But, you know, and, and the posture, you think about that, that posture is not humility. And God wants to be your source. He wants us to pray because of who he is and because of our understanding of who he is. When you approach him, you must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who persist, who diligently, who go after him and respect him, who diligently seek him, desire to know him, desire to understand him. That's the posture that he calls us to. Right. And just adopting that perspective mm -hmm. of you're here and I'm here. Right. <laughs> like this is, there's levels to this. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. That's your domain. That's your, that's your and space. And I'm down here. So I, it's acknowledging again, I need you. Yeah. And I'm reaching up because you're in heaven. Yeah. And I'm down here. Yeah. So let's pray. Let's pray. God in heaven, our Father, we thank you. We, we thank you. We thank you for the ability to even say that, to even think that, to even open up our mouths and communicate with you. We know that this is possible because our, of our relationship with Christ, that Christ made it possible for us to have communion with you, for us to be able to communicate with you. So we don't take that for granted. We don't brush past that. We slow ourselves down and we humbly bow in honor to the fact that you are our Father in heaven. We thank you for the privilege and the honor to be able to be called your children. We thank you for this time that you've allowed us to focus in on what it really means to pray and to communicate with you. We pray, Lord, that as we go into this series even more, that you would speak to us, that you would put your finger on the areas that we can come into more uh, effective communication with you, that we would be better listeners, that we would be better hearers, that we would be more impassioned and more persistent in what it means to pray. We thank you for being our source. We thank you for being faithful to us. We thank you for protecting us. We thank you for doing all the things that we could never even possibly thank you for because you are God and you are doing so many things that we will never even understand in our human minds. We thank you. We lift every need to you, Lord, as our source, as our Father realizing and respecting that you know everything about us and that your heart towards us is good and that you have good plans for us to prosper us, to give us hope in a future. We pray, Lord, that we not take this series for granted, but this would revolutionize our relationship with you, that in the end, we will be able to walk in freedom in this area. But most of all, that we would be instruments of your blessing and change and transformation in people's lives for your glory. Lord, this is our prayer today, and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We want to know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.